Hey everybody, and welcome to Anime Stroganoff. I am Eli. And I'm Lilith. And today, uh, we're going to be talking about well, a couple things today. Uh, review of Kill Me Baby, slightly, kind of. And going to be going more into depth about something I mentioned in our spring 2021 video, I believe. Alright, so, Kill Me Baby... Uh, JC Staff, Winter 2012, basic stuff, was, I mean, I was not watching anime in 2012, so I cannot tell you whether or not it was, but it seems to me like it was the meme, one of the meme shows of the season, uh, especially with the, the ending, the, it, <laughs> I, I want to say infamous ending. If if you if you've if you've seen Kill Me Baby, you know what I'm talking about. And even if you haven't, you might have seen one of the many memes. Which I'm, I saw one. I saw one last week. They're still making them. They're still memeing the ending song of uh, Kill Me Baby. But uh, just the ending. the The opening is unapologetically terrible. It it they they deliberately it's they made it as terrible as possible. So, Kill Me Baby, you got your standard, you know, two-man comedy duo. Some other characters in there. But, you know, Sonya and Yasuna. And I went... I'll tell you the the process of events that led to me watching Kill Me Baby. You know those, um... Those Guess the Anime opening song videos like test your weebness oh yeah yeah well at the very end of one of them in the very hard section was kill me baby i'm like that sounds awful i have to look this up <laughs> so i did and i said huh that seems like some pretty dark humor i gotta watch this <laughs> so i did and it wasn't very it's not really dark humor so much as it is incredibly violent slapstick like at one point Sonya straight up hangs Yasuna by the neck from a tree the the manga is actually uh, significantly more violent there there's one point where Sonya literally just brains Yasuna uh, with a baseball bat <laughs> just blood everywhere there's another time when I completely dropped the ball, and I never told you what Kill Me Baby's about. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> so, you, if you if you watch literally like the first 15 seconds of the opening, it tells you everything you need to know. One of them's a normal high school girl, and the other one's a high school girl who's also a hitman. That's it. That's all you need to know. There's also one of them who's a ninja, and a literal unused character. Which is a joke about how it was supposed to be like a three-man comedy duo, but the manga author thought it would be like more like paced well with the humor to have it too. So <laughs> there's a literal unused character who constantly tries to like get onto the same screen as the main characters. <laughs> but uh, yeah, most of the humor, almost all of the humor, <laughs> derives from Sonia, the assassin. Who's probably Russian, just beating the shit out of Yasuna. <laughs> but there's one incredibly funny moment where 
uh, Sonya, like, gets a call in the middle of class, quietly steps out to use the bathroom, comes back covered in blood. <laughs> and Yosa's like, uh, are you okay? Yeah, I guess, you know, I, I really had to pee. Why are you covered in blood? Oh, I have bloody urine. <laughs> and Yosa's like, that's somehow worse than what you were actually doing. <laughs> but, uh, they are... They are they are legitimate friends. They are incredibly vitriolic friends, but they they are friends nonetheless. I mean, Sonya lets Yasuna handcuff her for shits and giggles. Of course, then Yasuna proceeds to use the fact that she's handcuffed Sonya to fuck around. So Sonya beats the shit out of her, but <laughs> they're friends. They're good friends, and. uh... <laughs> kind of wanted to use that for I mentioned when we were talking about Nagataro and how I can't really move past the I, I she's bullying him that's that's literally what it is they don't even they don't even hide it that's literally what what Nagataro is doing to I don't even know his name he doesn't have a name he doesn't have a name? Okay, that's, just, that's not just me being a dumbass? No, okay. no. In these kinds of stories, the you, you don't find out their first names for some reason. It's it's weird. I think I finally have a comment to be made on that one. But yeah, it's, it's, in, it's literally in the title of Don't Bully Me, Miss Nagataro. Yes. But, uh... She literally makes him cry multiple times. I went back and I watched more. I watched more. And I will say this. Nagataro as a show, not as a character, manages to ascend from being pretty shit to the lofty heights of basically mediocre. Oof. If, if <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the main character is just... Looking at him, he looks spaced out like he has seen some shit. I've mentioned this before. <laughs> he looks like someone who wouldn't stand up to a light breeze. Of course, this this gets him no mercy. And yeah, Nagataro's vaguely nice to him. In that she doesn't want other people bullying him. Doesn't stop her, though. She She'll go too far and then keep going. Because it amuses her. And I, I think I mentioned that I I really kind of find, like, emotional pain of someone else worse than, like, just their physical pain. It's kind of weird. Well, I don't think that's weird, but I'm sure some other people might find that weird. Everybody has a different level of tolerance for physical and emotional pain. Like, Kill Me Baby, Sonya will pull a knife on her friend... Or try and strangle her with handcuffs, or hang her from a tree, or push her into a lake, or chase her with nunchucks. That's fine. I get that. That's funny. Nagataro making fun of some guy, belittling his self-esteem until he cries, then mopping up the tears and continuing to insult him? No. <laughs> that cuts deep. And... I don't necessarily... I, I know why, but I don't necessarily know why that is for me. 
I think it's because I understand physical injuries. And I mean that in that, like, oh, that guy got stabbed. Well, he's in a hospital for the next couple weeks. But, you know, non-physical wounds, what you don't know, what you can't see is, is infinitely more scary. It's like the basic of horror movies back when people tried to make scary horror movies. I think I think it all sums up pretty well with that uh the the infamous discombobulate scene from Sherlock Holmes the 2009 movie with Robert Downey Jr. where after taking the guy apart and just summarizing all the guy's various wounds it's like full physical recovery 6 weeks full psychological recovery 6 months <laughs> If you're hurting someone, so like emotionally, intentionally, you're gonna—I I think I can—I very much believe that you're gonna fuck someone up worse than if you just like broke their bone or something. Yes. And it's especially worse because he literally does not know Nagataro at the start. She literally just like comes up to him and starts fucking with him for her own amusement, like. Again, in Kill Me Baby, the violence is interpersonal and quite <laughs> and and quite over the top, which is it's diluted by the fact that you know their their relationship is incredibly messed up. But you know, Yasuna and Sonya at the end of the day are vaguely friends. I mean, there's an entire... Well, actually, my favorite part of Kill Me Baby was just a little bit where it's just them eating ice cream in the middle of summer and fucking around with the, like, free prize sticks you get at, at the ice cream draws. The the only violence that go, that occurs is when Sonya shoves a popsicle in, in uh, Yasuna's mouth. You know, they're friends. They hang out willingly. And I mean, yeah, kind of. I'll just, I'll go ahead and be, you know, the devil's advocate. But Eli, uh, don't bully me, Miss Nagataro, is actually a romance story. We all know they're going to get together in the end. These are just the trials and tribulations of romance. Okay, first off, go fuck yourself. <laughs> One, technically he does willingly associate with her i don't know why but as we've established the guy's self-esteem has basically been flayed alive so <laughs> i'm not entirely certain he actually has a standard for how other people should be treating him that's that's just a whole that's a whole nother talk number two nagatara's a bitch wow <laughs> like i'm i'm not gonna sugarcoat it like no, she's terrible. <laughs> I don't care what sort of weird romance story you have there. She is she is awful. <laughs> she's almost everything wrong with romantic comedies, which that is an entirely another discussion for another day. But in that romantic comedy protagonists are this is the only thing I'm going to say about it. Are pretty often made fun of as how all the protagonists basically more or less are sociopaths with how they act in the movies. She's basically everything wrong with 
Well, not everything. She She's significant amount of things wrong with romantic comedy protagonists boiled down and given form. That is quite the claim. Also, again, a significant amount of what she does, I'm fairly certain, constitutes sexual harassment. Oh, definitely. Which is another thing I can't get behind, but... <laughs> yeah, but that that's its own thing. <laughs> that's its own thing. Look, I'm already going to try and have this episode not be three hours long, so... <laughs> So, Uzaki-chan. <laughs> hey, I remember this one. Yeah. Uzaki-chan is the yin to Nagataro's yang. Uh, I, I, I initially had the same reaction to Uzaki-chan that I did when I saw Nagataro. <laughs> and I'm like, so this is a show about some some terrible person just bullying the hell out of some guy and just eviscerating him and it was it was one of the meme shows and it kept popping up in my youtube recommended so all right i'm gonna watch it i'm not gonna like it and then i get to complain about it which is always fun always fun (laughs) and Damn if Uzaki-chan doesn't more or less take the good things I mentioned about Kill Me Baby and make Nagataro look even worse in comparison. Oof. So, I've 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 now rewatched Uzaki-chan 3 times. I've not rewatched it 3 times. I've watched it once and then rewatched it twice. Oh, okay. Well, that's not as bad. <laughs> I've only watched it 3 times. Yeah, not 4, 3. <laughs> Cuz watching it 4 times is when you get crazy. Uh, and I I feel like I've touched on a few of these things way back when we did our wrap-up of the year, but that was long ago, and I didn't get to spend a ton of time on it, so... So now it's here. Uzaki-chan starts with the titular titular Uzaki-chan meeting up with this guy she knew from high school. She's like, oh, hey, it's you. Isn't it crazy that we'd, like, you know, meet again? In college, and he's like, "Who are you? Oh, wait, you're that person I knew. Yeah, hey, how's it going? See you around." And then an entire year passes, and she's just sitting there watching, and she's like, "Oh my god, he is a just alone. He's just a totally alone bag of assholes. <laughs> he, he 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 he's that. I I I guess this is a." Uh, character archetype. He's that guy in anime who looks super mean and aggressive but isn't. And that's apparently a character archetype. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got uh main character of School Rumble, you got the main character of Toradora. Those are those are yeah, two. Yeah, when I saw I immediately thought of Ryuji. Yeah. And there's other ones. So she basically decides to inflict herself <laughs> upon him <laughs> by being his friend. And I was initially not on board with that part either, but I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. But as we go on, and as we established in the very, very beginning, they they made sure to establish this, like, minute one. They at least did hang out. And, like, were more than just tangential acquaint. I didn't even use that word right, did I? They were more than just uh, acquaintances. 
when they were going to high school, when they were in high school, they were actually not like good friends, but they were friends at least somewhat. They hung out together. So she decides like, hey, we were friends then. We can be friends now. Let me go inflict myself upon him. And he's initially like, you know, bag of assholes. Like, yeah, fuck you. But he warms up in the... <laughs> he warms up in a way. And her her bullying of him is a lot more lighthearted. It's not like, oh, ha ha ha, you're a virgin. Ha ha ha, let me like sexually harass you and rub my body against you and play let's find the nipple game it's like hey you go to movies alone ha 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 you're a loner <laughs> do you want to go to the movies together i also take pot shots at marvel <laughs> like shots fired at marvel uh <laughs> but uh the big thing the number one thing that takes Uzaki from just like a okay mediocre show to like actually kind of good. He dishes it right back out. He doesn't just let this. He doesn't just let this. I, I'm trying to find a think of a way to describe her, Uzaki. He, he doesn't just let Uzaki hang around him and constantly make his life miserable. He like if if she's gonna mess with him, he's gonna mess with her, and. I don't know if I don't know what the ratio is. I got too absorbed into it and stopped taking notes like after episode three. <laughs> <laughs> he gets the better of her in a number of their engagements. Also, I mean, they're 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 actual friends. I mean, like they're they're go on vacation together friends. It's also a romantic comedy with the implication that they will eventually end up together. In fact, they are literal characters in the show shipping it. You have the one girl who's who works with what's-his-face. Initially, she's just sitting there, like, devouring the eye candy that is him. Until Ozaki-chan walks in, and they start fucking with each other. She's like, oh my god. The world needs more of this. <laughs> so she decides to subtly manipulate things behind the scenes. Yeah, I guess Ozaki-chan gives us everything we need to fix Nagataro. Have it not be completely one-sided? Have it not be actually malicious? Have them actually be friends? Yeah, those three things. <laughs> Initiate. Um, <laughs> what should we call it? Uh, devil's Advocate Mode. <laughs> but Eli, how else am I supposed to get my kicks for being dominated by women? If I can't read about this guy getting dominated by women. I'm sorry, but at that point you're just being horny. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about the internet here. Yes, and the internet is the bane of my existence, <laughs> my, my existence every day. Yes. Good times. But, uh... Another small thing? I don't know how small or not this may be. This this could very well unfold into another topic. Uh, well, related topic. Uh, in Uzaki-chan, they're in college. Like, she's 19 and turns 20, like, two-thirds of the way through the series. 
almost halfway through the series or the season. Dude's tw- uh, dude's twenty one. Like, they're they're adults. So, and by halfway through the series, she's a f- they're officially adults. Because <laughs> remember, the age of adulthood in Japan is twenty. Yes. For some reason. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why it's 18 in America, but... I think it has something to do with knights in armor. What? I don't know. But, uh... In Nagataro, they're in high school, I think? Pretty sure? Yes. And I, I, I feel like me from... 10 years ago is about to reach the screen and strangle me but someone in high school while they're not a child they are still for some purposes a child so <laughs> I, I I can't really get behind violence to children Kill Me Baby is incredibly stylized and can get away with it but I mean they're children. They're kind of like supposed to not be horrifically traumatized. I, I I can't I can't get behind violence against children. I can't watch it. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't watch Black Bullet. Oh, there there's a whole other can of worms to open up. I I made it one episode, like one and a half episodes in, and I'm like, you know, I haven't seen that much child abuse, but. I'm not in any hurry to watch what will assuredly be just continued child abuse for like 12 episodes. And implied pedophilia. <laughs> That's another can of worms. That's a whole, yeah, like I said, Black Bullet is a lot. Black Bullet's a thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, I can't really get by Nagataro, the show slash manga on that. I can't really do violence against children in a lot of things. Like, even GGO Alt, the first time watching, it was kind of hard watching Len's avatar get her hands chopped off. And then didn't she also get her, like, lower body chopped off as well? That was actually her teammate. Oh. Uh, who got her legs blown There was a lot of children getting their limbs amputated. Well, they were just very... Well, the the avatars were just you know, small. Yes, I know. It again. I'm saying it's 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 not a logical thing. It's more of an emotional thing for me. Emotional reactions are not by definition logical, and even that was kind of stylized. Like Yojo Senki, the Yojo Senki movie. Love that movie. At the end of the, at the end, when Tanya starts getting the shit beat out of her, I mean. In the back of my mind, I swear I heard a voice saying, She's only 13. Won't someone think of the children? The children! <laughs> or, <laughs> as as we've been watching, uh, we've recently been watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh boy. Yeah. Very good show. That a... situation. <laughs> oh yeah. Just, just... Uh... Yeah, all that. All, all that. There's that backstory. Was, uh, There's... That was 10 pounds of nope in a 5 pound bag. <laughs> and of course the show Tucker arc. <sighs> Knowing it's coming doesn't make it better. No. No, it did not. 
Ah, uh, good times. <laughs> good times. But yeah, don't don't do violence against kids, dudes. All the all the child murder in Future Diary. At, at least I was actually kind of steeled for that one by its very nature, as depressing as hell. But good times. I don't want to say, like, maybe I'm just weird, but I can't do violence against children. Like, that's some sort of, like, oh, I'm going to be passive-aggressive and say, if you don't agree with me, you suck. But I just, even knowing it's fake, I kind of have a strong reaction, depending on how well I'm connecting to it. So the better the show, or the worse the show, there's, like, a midpoint where I'm connected enough to care, but not connected enough to actually give a shit. But there, there's a, there's like two points on that scale where I just, it becomes increasingly hard for me to to watch. Depending on, on numerous other factors. I'm weird. I'm weird, I'm contradictory, but, I mean. I was just, I was just thinking about this. Um, kind of reminded of, don't remember what it's called, but like, the difference between using like in story reasons for something versus out of story kind of Watsonian versus doyalist logic. Yeah. It's like in regards to stuff like uh bullying and stuff, the author chooses to put that into the story. Even if like the story as it is set up says, Oh, this is this character's name Nagatoro, and she's a bully, and this character is whoever, and he has very low self-esteem. I'm gonna put them in the same room, and now she bullies him, and I have I have no control. <laughs> but the author still put them in that situation to begin with. Yes, Fate Zero was kind of hard in places, with its child murder occasionally. Good uh, times. Beginning of Katora-san. Good times. That was that was over the top. And, and, and admittedly, at least that one, you get the sheer emotional whiplash of being hit in the head with a baseball bat by the by like halfway through. Uh, Ilya's death in Unlimited Blade Works. Admittedly, that's because I really liked Ilya, and I you know emotionally connected with her over Fate Zero, which I watched first. Very true. But uh, Ilya's death in, in Unlimited Blade Works <laughs> that hit was real really hard. Yeah, that was really bad. Top 10 saddest anime deaths of all time. Isn't that like an entire episode? It's basically drawn out over the course of an entire episode, yeah. That that doesn't make it, that doesn't make it better. I feel like that makes it worse. But yeah, so I have... I have personal issues against this, which may color my uh, pers- my perspective as I attempt to create the most unbiased of reviews. Uh. I-, I say that fully ironically. I hope people understand that it is store policy. This is all our opinions. But uh, Black Lagoon. I think I mentioned this when I reviewed Black Lagoon. Hansel and Gretel. Fuck, that was... Shoot out the kid's kneecaps, watch him bleed out. The one, the one, the one girl thinks that she made it to safety. Looks around like the beauty of the world. Boom! Shot to the back of the head. Brains all over the pier. That was fun. Yeah. 
very much fun. See, I just, and again, I'm not calling you out. I, I, I'm really trying not to because this is a very personal reaction for me. I cannot really just like get behind, uh, like extreme emotional violence or like extreme violence against a minor in anime. It just doesn't work for me. Spec Ops Asuka. Oh boy. <laughs> I remember we mentioned that was it last week. Or the week before? Yeah, we, we mentioned it last week, and I think we mentioned it during the... When when we first brought this up. I, I scrolled down. I just had a line at the end of my page. Uh, yeah, that that is a show that we that we both dropped. I dropped Black Bullet because, uh, you know, whole violence against the minor. And then... We got most of the way through. We got shockingly far through Spec Ops Asuka. It was okay. It kept getting worse and worse. We just stopped watching it, and we were always going to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to get back to it. And then, like, the end of and it with, like, the 12-year-old girl and the creepy girl in her sex torture dungeon. Yeah. There's 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 a lot of things wrong with Spec Ops Asuka that we mentioned last week. I think we glossed over a lot of it. But we did. very basically, there's a character, like, in the middle of the season, um who's a bad guy and gets i think her arm torn off cut off yeah by she, one of she's literally guys. like a 12 year old girl being used by like the russian mafia or whatever as a to magic like weapon use her magical yeah to like use magical girl powers for evil yeah anyway so they capture her and uh well it turns out that the like medical character the healer of the magical girl hero group is like a sadist they give her over to the medical girl who proceeds to lock her up in her rape dungeon yeah um torture her for information i uh i i zoned out at them i think uh i think the torture and brainwashing was more just for kicks i zoned out at completely at that point i don't even think we watched past that point no we did we got right up to a the a little uh, bit past that point. We got right up to the final battle. I was emotionally checked out at that point. Yeah, yeah, it's an incredibly fucked up scene, and that is the main reason why we don't recommend watch it. Well, because then at the end of the series, another evil magical girl gets captured and turned over to the medical girl, and then we find out what happened to the. The girl from earlier. Yeah, the the clip popped up in my recommended on YouTube, and I watched it. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so glad we didn't finish this show. Yeah. Miss Ueno has a small little tidbit. I I ch literally checked out of that one in the first episode. Uh, it's tangentially related to the whole like bullying someone you love thing. So she's not really bullying him per se, so much as she is really bad at trying to convey her feelings to the point where she's chasing him around screaming at him to drink her pee and she's like why are you so dense don't you know this means i love you i'm like no that that's not what that means <laughs> seriously that who thought that was how please tell me it's not how relationships work i'm not the expert but please tell me that's not how they work and i'm not being crazy here what like you mean re relationships aren't just a one-sided um 
barrage of negativity from one person onto a very someone with a very low self-esteem at least on that one the the dude uh, appears to have absolutely zero self-esteem issues he's just dense as a sack of bricks but anyways as far as i am aware no that's not how relationships work anyways okay good the uzaki chan thing that's actually probably closer to what an actual relationship is i think i mean yeah like friends fuck around yeah. All the time. And sometimes friends fuck around, if you get my meaning. <laughs> I, I see what you did there. Hey. 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 I think I mentioned this way back when I was talking about Gabriel Dropout, when I was engaged in my one-man crusade, burdened like Don Quixote, uh, against... <laughs> Against Slice of Life, like with Satanya, and how she's a friend that no one likes. Imagine a friendship where both people just despise the other person. That's not what it is. They actually, like, legitimately care for each other. I mean, when Uzaki's, like, actually, like, sad and down, what's-his-face goes out of his way to make her feel better. Also, uh, I think you mentioned, I I wrote this down while we were, while we were recording this. Because you mentioned it and I wanted to bring it back up. You mentioned how What's-His-Face in Nagataro literally has no name. Yes. Uh, the dude in Uzaki-chan does. So I guess that's another strange way that it breaks the mold. I don't know what mold there is. I haven't watched the teasing whatever the fuck his name is. Takagi-san? Yeah, I haven't watched it. Although, to be fair, I'm pretty sure his name's in the title. Uh, actually, it's her name. Really? Yeah. Also, huh. we only ever find out their last names. Fun. Yeah. I think I've mentioned that I, I really like the uh, the grown-up sequel to Takagi-san. Yeah, you have. Yeah, it's it's a very it's a very fun, fluffy manga because it's it's much less malicious. It's still very one-sided, where it's like the daughter and the wife versus the husband, but sometimes it's, it's the it's the mom. Versus the daughter, and sometimes it's the dad versus the daughter, and just there's a there's there's a balance of even though the mom gets gets the last laugh most of the time, she's still you know like a good person, just a normal, just a happy, loving family relationship of people taking the piss out of each other. Pretty much. Interesting thing about the Takagi-san is that I believe that takes place when they're in middle school. Yes. That one, they are they are young in that one. But, uh, yeah, th- there's, like, only three that I know of. Like, three and a bit, if you include Miss Ueno, which I don't. Uh, in the whole, like, weird bullying romance slice of life subgenre that shouldn't be a thing, but it is. And... Haven't haven't watched or read Takagi, but it sounds better than Nagataro. Then there's Ozaki, which we've already legislated that. Yeah, I wasn't expecting shit, and I I found something actually kind of good. It's funny. Yes, they make a lot of jokes about her how her tits are massive, but I tried counting them, and I got bored waiting for them to come in between all the other shit happening. So. They're not that common. But, uh... Yeah. 
I guess it is slightly weird that I like Kill Me Baby so much, but it's, like I said, it's stylized. It's deliberately over the top so you don't take it seriously. I mean, she's a assassin in high school who at one point has to fight off other assassins who come to school disguised as Yasuna. And so then the real the real Yasuna shows up and all three of them are there. But because they disguised themselves, they included Yasuna's ditzy personality. So none of them can remember who's the real one. So and then they're like, why don't we all just attack her? And they're like, yeah, if we do that, she can't attack us because she won't know which one's her real friend. And Sonya's like, you don't seem to understand how little I care for that. <laughs> then in one punch just lays them all out. <laughs> and also the ninja character is stoned out of her mind. Her voice actor got arrested for doing meth. <laughs> nice. Uh, so one thing, um, I just went and checked, and so apparently the Takagi-san manga started publishing in 2012, the original Takagi-san, and Nagatoro started publishing in 2017. It's that new? Yes. I mean, four years ago isn't that new. It's relatively new. Yes. No, th that's what I'm getting at, is that it was probably heavily influenced by Takagi-san. So, like, Takagi-san creates the quote-unquote genre, and then Nagatoro is the beginning of degradation of the genre. A corruption of the genre, if you will. Interesting. Uh, Uzaki-chan started in 2017 as well, December. Oh, that's interesting. Interesting. I, I I guess the genre, as we could say, is still being formed. I mean, being formed, we have like a sample size of like three and a bit. We've got a we've got a healthy amount. It's still not, it's not isekai amounts, but I'm sure if we really dig into manga, there's some examples out there. But yeah, definitely. But I think this the discussions of the whatchamacallit, the evolution of the bullying romance uh, genre. Probably that's that, but that's its own episode. That's its own episode. That's like for a miscellany. Oh yeah, probably. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's just my thoughts on, uh, Kill Me Baby and I guess some of the greater violence found in anime. Kill Me Baby, uh, give it a slight recommend. I mean, it's good. It's funny. You don't have to watch it. It's, I won't hold it against you if you don't watch it. It's very it's, weird. It's very weird. It's kind of dumb. It's very dumb. But you should probably uh, watch it anyways. And knowing my position on Slice of Life's, uh, I am not going to be the person to say, oh, you have to watch this, knowing full well it's just a, like, fucking about Slice of Life. But uh, it's funny. I liked it. Let, I've watched it a couple times now. Let's let's take this for in, within context. If Eli recommends a slice of life, it's really really good. Because normally he just he doesn't even talk about slice of life aside to, fr aside from just saying how much he hates them. Funnily enough, Kill Me Baby actually reviewed very has very poor reviews on my anime list. Not, I don't know why. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I think it's because uh, 
the fact that it's so random and dumb. Yeah, yeah, probably. Admittedly, the first the walking the first couple episodes, I'm like, oh my god, this is giving me a migraine. <laughs> but I I pushed through because I'm like I was committed, and y'all know how I am when I commit myself to something. It's quite scary. But um, I think that's about it. That is that is about it. If you want to tell me how fucking wrong I am about Nagataro, go ahead and do that on our Discord. Yes. As always, link in the description of the episode. Maybe I should just start saying the extension <laughs> so that people will try and type it in, but... I mean, honestly, who listens to the end of these episodes? That's going to be like that thing where it's like the person... Like, hey, Grandma, let me send you the link to the picture. Uh, let me send you the picture of that we want that of like the stencil for your uh jack-o'-lantern he's like oh just send me the the link and she goes and she like literally writes out the link on the jack-o'-lantern <laughs> <laughs> the url <laughs> uh, i think it'd be funny if somebody did like a uh a qr code on a bar on on a jack-o'-lantern and then it just and then you scan it and it goes to a uh whatchamacallit a picture of of a carved jack-o'-lantern <laughs> or just fucking rick rolls you that would be great <laughs> that's still funny right guys yes i got rick rolled last week nice anyways that's the end of the episode thanks for listening i have been lilith i have been eli and this has been anime stroganoff <laughs>